Kia ora. You're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. Um, so it's been about two weeks since I've recorded and I was just sort of like, I was sort of thinking like, what should I record this week? Like we don't really, I couldn't think of like a certain day that we had on. Um, but then over the weekend we had our, um, monthly QSA leadership meeting. Um, so if you're, you know, part of a Queer Alliance or a Rainbow Diversity Group, um, Or if you're just like a rainbow person in school, just wanting to set one up or just be surrounded by other um, rainbow youth, I recommend that you go and um, get in contact with our um, school's coordinator and, you know, just try and get involved because these um, QSA leadership who is, I just find them so amazing. I'm not a QSA leader anymore myself, but when I was a QSA leader, it was just sort of a really positive thing to know that people were going through the same thing as me um and also that other people were having you know different struggles and just being able to talk and help each other out through that um yeah but anyway over what we did last meeting is we were sort of um we were sort of trying out a new format because we were like oh we want to be a bit more organized and all that and it went really well. I think it was a really good and positive change. And we talked about like, how can you create a safe space and how can, and like, what is a safe space in your school? Like, what do the people in your school need? And I also um, led like a little section on um, letting go of perfectionism and what perfectionism was. And I wouldn't say I'm I'm not an expert at all, but it was sort of talking about it um, made you know, got me thinking, started me thinking, and I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if I could do, like, um, a short episode on this for Speak Out, because it's just, it's, I've just been thinking about it a lot since then, and um, I think perfectionism is something that I've always sort of struggled with, but never knew I struggled with, because I wasn't really, like, a classical um, perfectionist with, like, everything's colour-coded, I'm super organised, I'm, you know, I'm always taking notes, that sort of thing, because that's, like, the exact opposite of what I am. I'm the most messy human being that I know of. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think talking to other people um, about perfectionism sort of, like, brought it into perspective of like everybody has their own struggles with you know um perfectionism you know failure and all of that and it's sort of I think it's something that everybody struggles with in a way and you know that's why I think it's so important to talk about and I feel like it's not even like a rainbow specific issue which, you know, this this show, um, we try and keep it rainbow specific, but I do think there are certain aspects to perfectionism that can, um, you know, be taken into rainbow spaces and that do affect rainbow people. And that's why I was like, you know what, I think it's really important that we talk about this, even if, you know, this isn't everybody's personal experience, that sort of thing, because I can really only talk to my own experience. I can't talk for other people Sadly, it would be great if I could. This show would be a lot more interesting. <laughs> um, I would just come in every single week and just like tell a different story. It'd be like um like one of those like shows or podcasts. I was like, um, you know, like different characters, like a like an audio book. It'd be real fun. 
Um, and it's, I have to say it's a little bit weird recording by myself again after our last show uh, with Emlyn because we had such a great time. It was honestly awesome. We came in and we just sort of like, we didn't really have any like set questions or anything. It was just like, let's just go in, have a yarn about, you know, being non-binary. Um, plug for our last episode, go check it out. It was so fun. Um, yeah, but I was like, you know what, if we if we can't make it to, you know, the our allotted time of like half an hour, you know what, that's fine, we'll play some music, that sort of thing, and then we just carried on talking, and it got to about like nearly an hour, and I was like, you know what, I think we have to stop, I don't think we can carry on forever, uh, so that's, I miss you, Emlyn, I miss you, come back to me, um, <laughs> I, I just want to record another show with Emlyn, I love them. Um, yeah, I got really sidetracked there, you know. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, back to perfectionism. I think perfectionism sort of, like, rears its head in a lot of different ways that, you know, for me personally, I didn't really identify with being a perfectionist. I didn't really think that was something that I was until I sort of, you know, looked into why I was feeling certain things and I sort of like explored why I was feeling certain things and then hearing other people's stories as well and I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to of like not being like that you know super overly organized person um but being sort of like I I would say I'm quite scared of like failure because I you know, growing up, I'm quite a fast learner. So I pick up things really easily and I get to like a beginner level quite easily. But then when it came to actually like putting in like the hard work to get, you know, better and be, you know, like a master or perfect at something, I always found that super hard. And I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, identify with of like, if you're not good at something right away, then you suck at it and just give up immediately. And that's something that I definitely feel and that's something that I've definitely struggled with. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's so interesting. And I've just been like doing a lot of soul searching and being like, oh, why do I feel this way about this thing? Um, and I think it does all come down to like, at least like a bit of it comes down to like failure and how we as a society feel about failure and also how we in our own smaller bubbles feel about failure and I think you know in our society failure is definitely sort of like I think in hindsight people you know talk about like oh I failed at this and you know that built me up as a better person and you know I learned a lot from that failure but I think in the moment it's sort of like it's soul crushing of like oh I failed at this thing therefore like (laughs) what's the point anymore I'm just I've just failed um but I think you know I think we have to start thinking about failure as a learning experience and I think as well failure isn't something that you can't like not come back from like there isn't going to be one failure that suddenly like everything's awful now um you can't come back from it there's no recovering from this um which I think is like I think that's another thing of like how we think about failure is we think of failure as like a super permanent thing of like you failed once you're not getting a second chance that sort of thing um 
Whereas, like, a lot of the time you do get a second chance. Like, if you, you know, fail at something at work or at school, like, a lot of the time you can just try again. You can, like, resubmit or something like that. But I think a lot of the time it does feel really permanent and that's sort of scary. And I think a lot of the time, like, people's judgment along with that, especially if it's, like, if you, you know, really like your boss or your teacher or whoever um I think it can feel like there's a lot of pressure to do well because you want to make that person proud and all of that and that's something I definitely struggle with um definitely a lot in school of like feeling like oh I really like this teacher therefore I must do really well otherwise I've let them down and I think in some ways that's it can be a good thing of like it can be motivating and it can be a driving force and that sort of thing but it puts a lot of pressure on yourself and I I think it's just it's too heavy a burden to like worry about what other people are thinking but I'm sort of the person that I'm a very I'm I'm the most extroverted person I've ever met (laughs) I spent spent a lot of time with myself so you know I know um, that I love people Um, and I think you know that translate over into like I'm a people pleaser you know that's what you know that's sort of just like a part of who I am is trying to make other people happy Um, and I think over time I've gotten a little bit better at saying like I need to take care of myself I'm gonna you know it's okay if I fail because, you know, I'm putting myself first and not everything is about making other people happy um, to an extent. But I think for me, it can be like a really positive driving force. But I think, um, you know, um, trying to like make this person happy. I think especially with like teachers, I was like, I'm actually going to do a good job because I want to make this person happy, this teacher happy. Whereas like I might not have... Um, you know, bothered or put the effort in with somebody else, um, which, yeah, you know, I think it can be good and it can be motivating, but I think what I was doing in that situation that sort of put pressure on and it wasn't fun, it wasn't great, was that I was, you know, I was putting it like a lot of pressure on myself to do really well um, in regards to like a really like classical way of like, I wanted like a perfect grade I wanted it to be perfect and it just sort of wasn't me um and the way I sort of got around that of being like I can do this and actually motivating myself in a healthy way was sort of instead of going like I need to do this perfect and buy the book and all that sort of thing I was like what it is motivating me is you know my teachers I do want to you know make them proud make them happy But the way that I feel proudest of doing that is bringing my own spin to things by making them happy and like maybe giving them like a laugh or something. Um, So that's sort of how I like flipped that on its head and sort of made it a really positive thing was by going, you know what, it doesn't need to be perfect or buy the book. It doesn't even if I don't get a good mark, as long as I know that this is something that was sort of like unique, something that I found funny, something that I really enjoyed doing and I think they'll enjoy reading or um, marking or that sort of thing, 
you know, that helped me feel a lot more comfortable with doing things and feeling proud of things instead of just focusing on like the grade that came out of it or, you know, anything like that. And I think one of my favorite examples of that is I took music in high school and um, in music we had to do like compositions and I was having a really, really, really hard time with composition because I was like I was getting like a couple of bars in I was coming up with like one motif and then I was like this just isn't good enough this doesn't sound like a full-on sonata this isn't like this won't go down in the history books and I was like feeling really discouraged because of that um and then it was like it was so close to a deadline I think I had like three days until the deadline to compose three original pieces that had to be I think it was over three minutes don't quote me on that (laughs) um but they were like quite substantial and I was like why am I trying to make like the perfect classical piece or the perfect jazz piece when that's just not who I am that's not something that I really that doesn't you know showcase who I am that doesn't tell a story with this music and it's just not fun and so what I did um in that case is I was just like you know what what would be something really funny to do with music so I composed like um three pieces the first one um it was oh it's I genuinely I just love it so much it was sort of like it started off really like um like moonlight sonata like really dark and very like inspired by classical music and then it got like right up to that like really climactic bit and then suddenly it turned into a really happy jazz piece and I was like this is like I don't think anyone else in my class would have done this and this is something that I find really quite funny and I just went with that and that sort of it inspired me to carry on with that and get through that and actually feel proud of it on the other side Um, and I did that with other things instead of like the rest of my pieces as well of like saying instead of you know I want this to you know sound like the perfect you know orchestral piece instead of going like what like thing under like underneath it underlying it would I find really funny that sort of thing which um you know it doesn't work for everyone but it works for me and I think that's how I keep um you know trying things how I actually motivate myself to do things and I think it's so important to be able to pinpoint what you find motivating and what you really want to do you know I think that's such an important thing, you know? You know? You feel? You feel? Um, Yeah, but I think that translates into so many different places in my life personally of just saying like, you know what, it doesn't have to be like 100% perfect. If I'm having a good time and, you know, the people that I'm doing it for specifically are having a good time, then like it was worth it. It's okay if like... (laughs) if nobody else shows up to my birthday party but I'm having a great time it's fine (laughs) that's not talking from personal experience (laughs) that people show up to my birthday parties I swear I swear um yeah but I think it was just so I think it was really liberating for me to just you know identify 
what was important to me and what I felt proud of at the end of the day. And I think a lot of my personality, a lot of like who I am as a person is based in humor and what I find funny. Um, And therefore I use humor a lot to just, you know, you know, express myself and, you know, making somebody laugh, I find so much more fulfilling and validating than, you know, getting an excellence on a paper. It's for me, that's, that's the goal. That's the aim. Um, which is why I'm making the super serious episode about my own struggles. Um, because it's super funny. (laughs) I'm sure all of you are just laughing along at home, having a great time. Um, yeah, but I think it's especially hearing other people's struggles with perfectionism and, you know, dealing with failure. I think I sort of identified with a lot of those struggles that other people were talking about as well of like procrastinating because they were like, I don't think like, I don't think it's going to be good enough. So I'm not going to try or being like, I think like I'm really good at this and this is super easy. So I'm just going to put it off because I know it'll be great either way. Um, which I think like, you know, that those are both things that I've struggled with of like, instead of, you know, setting like boundaries for myself and rules for myself, I would just sort of like let my anxiety or like lie to myself and tell myself that I was really good at stuff um, <laughs> when I really wasn't. And that was sort of, you know, I think not a great thing. Um, and that's something that I had to work through. And I think that's that's something that a lot of people have to work through. And everybody's like on their own journey with that as well, I think. Um, which is why I just wanted to talk about it. So we can all be on this journey together. or just one happy family. We're just having a great time, you know. Um, and I think that translates over into this show as well of like... Um, if an episode didn't come out exactly how I wanted it to or listening back on something, I'm just like, oh, I shouldn't have said that or I should have, you know, said this or asked this question. I think I take that to heart a lot of saying like, oh, I should should just like, why didn't I do that and really beat myself up about it instead of just saying, oh, what did I learn from this? How can I make this better moving forward? And I think, you know, especially doing a show with Emlyn, I think really opened my eyes to the fact that this is just like, you know, I have no clue how many people listen to this, but it could be like five people. And, but I'm having a great time. And I know that other people that record this show have a great time just talking about their own experiences. And it's, it's basically therapy, to be honest, like it is therapy. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and it's not $400 for half an hour, you know? I'm kidding, it is. It is $400 for half an hour. That's how much we pay for this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not rich. (laughs) Yeah, but that's sort of, yeah, what I was, I've been thinking about a lot, Um, especially since um, last Sunday when we had a QSA leadership meeting, Uh, because I think especially for rainbow people, especially for rainbow people in leadership, there is such, there's so much pressure, especially being a teenager in school, running a group for people that are perhaps younger than you, for people that 
aren't don't really feel safe at school or at home I that's a lot of pressure to put on to somebody especially when you're living like maybe living in a homophobic or transphobic or biphobic or whatever phobic places as well you know it can be a lot and I think that puts a lot of pressure on uh, QSA leaders to be perfect puts a lot of pressure on rainbow people to be perfect all of the time 24 7 um especially surrounding rainbow issues like if you don't know the certain term then you're not qualified to be a leader when really it's about just accepting that sometimes you don't know things and we always have to constantly learn and grow and that's an important part of being human and being a leader and even just being a part of like society and being a nice person is like you always have to be learning and growing um you know, which I think for, you know, I I know from my own personal experience, it's sort of like, sometimes I'm just like, you know what, I, I know everything, I'm good to go, I'm basically an expert. And then someone comes up and I was like, oh no, I didn't know that. And it's sort of like a slap in the face of being like, your ego got the better of you, you're too confident, when really you should have just like, you know, kept your head down, be humble, sit down. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, I think that's... I just wanted to get that out there. Any QSA leaders listening or any Rainbow People on Leadership listening, you're doing well. I know that a lot of the times Rainbow People don't really get a lot of validation or anything like that for their leadership or for their contributions because... Um, a lot of the time rainbow people are just tokenized and it's just sort of like, oh, you're rainbow, therefore this is your job. Like, you're, you have to do this. This is your responsibility when it's not. Like, rainbow people are stepping up and doing this and, you know, trying to make places better for the people that come after them, come after us. And, you know, I think there should be more appreciation, especially for the young people in schools that are doing all of this amazing work. And I just want to give y'all a shout out because I think y'all are doing amazing work and all of you, I'm very, very proud of you. Yeah. So I've just had like a long rant. That's That's been like a f- solid 22 minutes of me just like spilling my guts been like this is these are all of my feelings this is this is how I work this is who I am please accept me um but yeah I think it's so true that so many of us you know struggle with having to be perfect or if like if we mess up if we fail at one thing it sometimes can feel like we can never come back from that when that's really not the case and you know we're allowed to fail at things and try again and it's okay to fail at things and try again and I think it's on you know I think if we individually you know you know with failure if we tell ourselves that like it's okay even though sometimes we don't like feel it and it can feel really like full of guilt and really like ashamed or embarrassed I think it's important to like push through that even when it's really hard um because it's so important to just like keep on getting back onto that horse and just trying again um because like 
at the end of the day, we're all going to fail at some point, And it's just important to push through that. Yeah. Oh, that's been a, it's been a solid, that's been a solid rant. I think, you know, that went on for a while. I had a good time. I've gotten a lot of things off my chest. I feel a lot better. Thank you to all of you listening, my therapists. <laughs> and I hope all of you sort of, I hope this sort of helps some people put, you know, recognize if they're struggling with perfectionism or struggling with like a fear of failure because that's something that we all go through and it's perfectly okay. And I think we should be able to talk about it more. We should be able to talk about, um, you know, when we... F- you know, something didn't go as we expected or we failed at something, that sort of thing. I think we need to start our own culture of of feedback, of saying, like, you know, being able to give people feedback on, like, this worked well, this didn't work well, that sort of thing. And, you know, not being perfect at one thing doesn't automatically equal a failure. And also that a failure doesn't automatically equal that you can't try again and you can't do better um yeah thank you for coming to my TED talk (laughs) yeah all right I think I will stop talking here because you know what you know what I'm allowed to stop. <laughs> I'm allowed to stop ranting at some point. I, I feel like I'll work myself up. I'll just carry on talking for like another um, hour or two when really, you know, it's okay. I think I've done, I've done good today. I've done good. If you have any feedback for me, you know, get in contact. Um, go to, go to our website, uh, insideout.org.nz and go to speak out page and you can leave feedback for us there um, for me there and you know I think we should have like an open dialogue and hopefully you know I really want to start improving on giving and receiving feedback because I want to I don't want to get back to a place where I feel like I've like plateaued and I've got everything I want to carry on learning and growing and developing as a human yeah um yeah so I think to cap this all off we'll finish with a song by Hayley Kyoko because I'm gay (laughs) um this is Hayley Kyoko's uh new single called I Wish and it is such a bop it is such a bop like cannot express how much of a bop it is anyway this is I Wish by Hayley Kyoko I wish I wish I 
Cause you're paying him attention And you're selfish with your affection Your black heart You ain't even budge when you draw mine apart You're wild out So I wild out too, motherfucker, what's up? I'm not